It's Monday, October 16th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, this is our weekly Monday morning Bible study, and today we are continuing our study on Ruth, and we will actually finish the book of Ruth with Ruth chapter 4, as Blake Wilson, our director and vice president of operations, will walk us through this chapter of redemption found in Ruth chapter 4. I'm glad to be back with you guys again today as we wrap up the book of Ruth. Um, Today we're going to be looking at Ruth chapter 4, but this is just... Uh, kind of the the last um, segment for us as we look in the book of Ruth as a staff and um, you know I've personally been encouraged as I've studied through the book of Ruth with um, with our team and then really loved Ruth chapter four um, and just a beautiful picture that it painted for us to reflect on um, the love that our Savior has for us and ultimately he as our redeemer and just the similarities that um, are so clear in Ruth chapter 4 of, of Boaz um, as the Redeemer for Ruth, but most importantly, how is a representation um, of, of Christ as our Redeemer. Um, and just so many examples as we read through Ruth chapter 4 um, of what this looks like. And, and I can just say that I was, I was personally challenged as we, as we dove in um, as a team just to look at the kinsman redeemer and ultimately the action that he was supposed to be taking to um, protect and provide for Ruth and Naomi, but ultimately fell um, fell short of that, um, and that's when Boaz stepped stepped in. But I began to look at my own life and um, really desired to um, identify more with Boaz. But you know, upon uh, a closer reflection, knowing that I am more like the kinsman redeemer who who didn't didn't take action and we can read read through um, Ruth chapter 4 and I want to just highlight a few verses for us today as as we spend our time together um, but ultimately Boaz took action in the in the first few verses of this um, of this passage and just was began to seek out the kinsman redeemer and and began to ask him questions in the first few verses and and then upon um, his his first statement our first um, first response to Boaz in in verse number four, he says, "I will redeem it," um, and he's quick to say, "Absolutely, um, I want this. I want this property. I want to take this because it could enhance my estate." But then, upon further deliberation, and and once Boaz began to explain to him what this actually entails, um, he begins to have second second thoughts. And in verse number six, the kinsman redeemer responds to Boaz and he says at this the garden redeemer said then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate you redeem it yourself I cannot do it and I think as we look at verse number six and as, as I read through it um, it's really self-absorbed and, and I and I think I identify with that and I'm sure that many uh, many of you guys listening today can as well that um, the word I is used consistently. It says, then I cannot redeem it because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. Um, this kinsman redeemer was really focused on himself, was really searching for um, what could benefit him. He didn't, he didn't want this transaction to interfere with his personal 
um, his personal life, with his schedule, with the things that he had planned for himself. Um, and then ultimately when he, rec- when he hears about the requirements of what this means of, of also providing for Ruth the Moabite and for, and for Naomi, um, the widow, he begins to have second thoughts. And, and I think that, you know, when, when a lot, when there's a lot at stake, there's, there's going to be a lot of responsibility, um, when it comes to, um, providing for Ruth and, and for Naomi and, and he begins to have second thoughts and say, no, um, and I think when we look at our response to Christ as our Redeemer, and ultimately throughout the New Testament, what um, what we see when Jesus spends his time on earth with the disciples and is doing um, so much ministry of what it actually means to um, take up your cross and follow him, um, to follow him regardless of um, what is at stake. And, and I think we see that over and over again through the New Testament of people just um, hesitant because it is too risky. Um, but to know that this is what the Lord has called us to do is, is to truly follow him no matter the cost, no matter how this is going to um, impact our personal estate or our own um, selfish desires or plans for our life. Um, he's instructed us to follow him with our whole heart. And we can see what ultimately happens through Ruth chapter 4 of Boaz um, redeeming redeeming Ruth. Um, and then the beautiful piece of this story, at the end we ultimately see that Ruth, who was once barren, has a son. And, um, you know, we hear the celebration toward the latter, the latter parts of, of Ruth chapter 4. Um, but just... Um, Toward, toward the end, when we see in verse number 16 um, that this child is identified as a, a son of Naomi, in verse number 16 it says, Then Naomi took this child in her arms, and she cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi had a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. And we can look back in Ruth chapter 1 and see where Naomi was encouraging Ruth to leave her, and, and she even makes a statement in Ruth chapter one to say, "I'm not gonna. I'm, who am I to have more children? I'm not going to have more sons. The Lord will not give me a son." And you can, and you can look back and see how um, Naomi once felt um, isolated, felt that she was cursed, felt that there was no hope because she had lost her husband, she had lost her sons. But yet we see how the Lord had other plans for her, and how the Lord did redeem. Um, her and and just the word um, wordplay in verse number sixteen of Naomi has a son um, to know that the Lord had a plan that the Lord was working through Boaz to provide um, for for these two ladies and ultimately their their redemption and how the Lord has redeemed us um, and then lastly I just want to point out how how Boaz um, his name is now mentioned in the genealogy. Um, we can we can read there in verse number um, his his name is mentioned in verse twenty one and you can also flip over to the book of Matthew and see that now because of what Boaz did um, you can see his name mentioned in the genealogy of our Savior and how he rose to the occasion um, he met the need um, he followed Old Testament law and instruction um, and the Lord. The Lord blessed that, and and ultimately, how when we do sacrifice, when we do give all, when we do surrender all, and follow our Savior, um, the Lord does the Lord does redeem us 
Um, he is our Savior, and He is our hope. And, and I hope that as, as you um, read through Ruth and really specifically look at Ruth chapter 4, that you're reminded of what our Savior has done for us, how He has provided for us. Um, and then um, ultimately there's so many New Testament verses as well that um, I'll leave you with. Ephesians 1, 1-7 says, In whom Jesus Christ we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. In Colossians 1.14, we're reminded that in whom we have redemption, through his blood, even the forgiveness of our sins. And over and over again, we're reminded of the redemption that we have in Christ and what he has done for us. And I pray that that is where we, um, we find our rest this week, to know that it's nothing we've done, but it's through the redemption of our Savior that we have true hope as we serve orphans and vulnerable children and each other. Um, as, as, as believers in Christ. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.